0: inclusion, social justice, and compassionate leadership that's everlasting in the workplace. And now, here's Dennis Duran.
1: I'm especially pleased to welcome today's guest, Brent Darnell, the man Engineering News Record describes as transforming the construction industry's alpha males into service-focused leaders. He's an international best-selling author and leading authority on emotional intelligence. Brent's the president and owner of Brent Darnell International, a training and a consulting company that maximizes company success by tapping into the soft skills or the emotional intelligence of each employee. His best-selling book, The People Profit Connection, How Emotional Intelligence Can Maximize People's Skills and Maximize Your Profits, has sold over 100,000 copies worldwide. In his book, he introduces readers to his unique approach to teaching emotional intelligence skills in technically trained professions. He has been called relevant to performance on every job in any industry by emotional intelligence pioneer, Kate Cannon, and is recognized as a recognized expert in his field. I met Brent a few years ago through mutual industry thought leader, Gretchen Gagel. I would say about Brent this, that his calling for over the past 20 years, has focused on the critical need to recognize that tough technical folks like those in the construction industry are people just like all of us. His passion to teach people how to understand themselves and others in a manner that leads to fuller, more satisfying, and happier lives at work and everywhere else. Brent, welcome to the Soft to Steel podcast.
2: Wow, Dennis, thank you so much. What a great introduction. And uh, it's just a pleasure to be here. And, And I always love getting introduced to like-minded folks in the industry. And I love what you're doing. And I love the tack that you're taking and the direction that you've gone. I think it's spot on. And I'm so glad that there are other people doing this work because this is important work for the industry.
1: Yeah. And you've been doing it so magnificently again for over 20 years. That's a long time. I'm almost an infant in carrying this (laughs) message because, as you know, up until just the last few years, I was working in the industry for general contractors, with specialty contractors, delivering training, which I still do. But a few years back, and I think I reached out to you when I began the journey to try to carry the message of understand the importance of people's qualities, and two words are a summary of many of the greatest qualities that particular leaders need to have, and that's those two words that you talk about with great energy and expertise, and that's emotional intelligence.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a catch-all, but it really does embody everything that you do with soft skills, and we're seeing that it's even... Ties into performance. It ties into peak levels of mental, physical, and emotional performance. It ties into mental health stuff. It ties into diversity and inclusion. It ties into all these industry issues that we're grappling with right now. And it's all about that fundamental emotional profile and the competence that the people have to be able to embrace and really address those issues and problems head on.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, in the introduction, I mentioned the engineering news record quote that talked about alpha males, yeah. which obviously here, as we said in 2022, on the backside of a unique two-year span of experience for every living, breathing human being. The term alpha males is still alive and certainly is still alive in our industry, but against a backdrop of wider interests. I know that you viewed my summit, and you'll remember that I talked about I had four different breakouts, and I want to touch on each of them with you. And and that's one of the reasons I was so anxious to have this conversation. I had the first conversation in that summit was about love, and I want to get your thoughts about that. The second was about inclusion. The third was about social justice, and the final hour was about leadership. So when we talk about the alpha male that haunts the industry for generations as a male dominant industry tough you know hard as concrete yeah. personalities yeah total control folks do it my way or get off my job site mm-hmm. the alpha males are still alive in our generation but as you continue all your great work are you seeing some i don't know what the right way to say it is some uh, evolution or or perhaps uh are the numbers of folks that uh that portray uh the traits of an alpha male are they are they fewer in number are they generational tell us tell us uh, give us your I, wisdom I don't know.
2: I- I think it's, it's across the board. I think it it really gets down to the individual. Uh, And I, I get a lot of younger people that they just say they don't play well in the sandbox. And, you know, and here's the thing about alphas. I love alphas. Like they're my peeps. They're my, I love working with them. They're the drivers. They get things done. They have such good leadership traits and, um, the thing that's, that holds them back or stagnates their career or their efficacy on projects is that missing interpersonal stuff with empathy and social responsibility and being a good team member and interpersonal relationships. So always tell them, look, what if I could give you some, some stuff that you could work <laughs> on that would, that would get you better results and a lot less wear and tear on you. Would you be interested in that? Mm-hmm. And they all go, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Cause they're, they're, they're all about results. So we, we, we talk really frankly about, you know, people kind of see you as, as jerky there, you know, they, uh, and, and if that's what, if that's what you want, then you're doing great. Just keep going. But if you want to do something different, if you want to connect with them on a deeper level, it, to be able to motivate them better, to be able to, to really, uh, create a sense of team and a sense of human connection, then that's what, that's what this work is about. And, and they're all over it. I mean, I think they're so starved for these discussions that once you give them permission and once it's a safe environment to do that, they open up like crazy and they're, they're really starved for, for, they really want to talk about this stuff, Mm -hmm. but you know, you get this hyper-masculine work environment you know, uh, people are afraid to be vulnerable and, and afraid to ask for help, so it's frowned upon. And yet, it's really starting to open up because, guess what? What we're doing isn't working. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the second highest suicide rate of any industry, and and seventy percent of all suicides are white males of working age.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So what we're doing it isn't working. We need to do something differently. So we're starting to reduce that stigma and talk about these mm-hmm. issues and talk about mental health and talk about opioid and other kind of drug addiction and, and uh, being dependent on on alcohol or any of those, you know, even even legal over-the-counter kind of drugs. it It changes who you are and you become dependent on them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so we're having those discussions now. And that's important because Believe me, 22 years ago, when I started doing this stuff, this was really weird. You know, this was really strange, and and we didn't really talk about it, and nobody wanted to say anything about it. And thanks to people like Cal Buyer, uh, Sally Spencer Thomas, who, you know, they're really starting to make some inroads into reducing that stigma and getting these discussions going.
1: Yeah. Yeah it's it's really interesting that you that you just very without any effort whatsoever moved into talking about one of those tough realities that we're dealing with in our industry and that is mental health addiction and suicide. Yeah. Uh, and Cal, you know Cal's work is brilliant. Um you know one of my sources of inspiration is someone who Cal is, is has a close relationship with in Minnesota, a guy named Bob Swanson mm-hmm. uh, who left a, a painting contracting firm a number of years ago after his son Who was uh, who was mentally ill uh, and also was an addict, uh, died by suicide, Um, and I'm you know I'm finding that 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 really has become uh, the driving force for uh, organizations and companies to to begin just begin in my view uh, taking the time and making the investment. Uh, in putting people in rooms together to talk about things other than this is the new, newest coding, this is a newest tool, this is a new, newest technique, here's what we're doing yeah. with virtual reality. They're talking about the things that, y- that you know so well f- from reading my book, which isn't a long book, so you probably read it in about five minutes. Um, but uh, <laughs> It's a great book. Well, thank- I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. I, I, I enjoyed it too. And, and uh, as you know from uh, other conversations, that was my first— Uh, And I think, I think actually it could be my last uh, endeavor as an (laughs) author, but, um, but it's, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I, I, every, every, uh, every opportunity that I get uh, to, to talk about the things that are about people, uh, that's where my conversation goes. Um, Right. And uh, so, so that's why I was intrigued with the trick. With because I've, you know, I've, I've read your stuff as well. I've heard you talk about alpha males and, and video uh, little video things that I've seen, uh, including one I just looked at. I, actually, I thought I'd seen it before, I clicked on one that you mentioned on LinkedIn as having been viewed by 17,000 people, and, I, and, I, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it has been, uh, and it's very informative. Uh, and, uh, and you show results that point to you know the, what I would say is the Achilles heel of the alpha male. They can be very successful as drivers, right. but they also in driving, they run over people, uh, yeah. is, uh is the way I would say. Well, it.
2: It's so funny though. You mentioned love. That was one of the breakouts. Mm-hmm. And, um, this one guy that had been removed from a project and his own team didn't want to work with him. He said to me, I mean, he came to me really whipped. He was so devastated by that happening. And he said, don't they know I love them and care about them so much. That's why I drive them so hard. I want them to be the best, and I want this project to be successful. And I said, no, I don't think they know that <laughs> at all. I think that's part of the problem. <laughs> um, so this is, a—I mean, we, it is about love. It is about connecting as humans. And our, I, I went recently, well, a few months ago, to an IMPACT. It's Ironworkers Conference. Mm-hmm. They have NA and AA meetings throughout the conference. So if somebody tests positive for drugs, our normal way we do this in the industry is we hate you, we don't like you, we don't want you here, mm-hmm. get out and stay out. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 if an iron worker tests positive for drugs or alcohol, it's we love you, mm-hmm. we want you to be here. We'll we'll help you with rehab, we'll support you through the whole process mm-hmm. and, and we want you to be in this industry, yeah. And what a what a difference that that is, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, seems seems like a pretty good idea, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, uh, but I I I, I, I hearken back to hearing that uh, a, a very high level uh, union leader in one of the building trades uh, was uh, was heard to say in a meeting where they were looking at uh, educational programs, uh, and that one of the programs was let's call it a soft skills type program. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and when they got to that line item, he just blurted out, we don't need no effing soft skills. We need hard skills. That's right. And that's just a few years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, and now, you know, and I'm interested in your, in your thoughts on this, you know, I use the term, um, the the challenge and the opportunity for, uh, and I I work a lot in unionized construction, as you know, um, but for contractors in general, uh, and, and, and trades contractors. Uh, That the 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 challenge they have is it's not it isn't it is no it it hasn't been and certainly is no longer sufficient just just to train and develop people in the skills that are required to do the job. Uh, I I refer to as as you need to develop the whole person. Uh, yep. And uh, and the part of the person that they've uh, they continue to overlook, uh, although you're probably you know seeing places where they're not doing that by virtue of, again your visibility and uh, and and how widely you you carry your message uh, that they're doing more of the of the whole person stuff, which is to talk about emotional intelligence, to talk about uh, personalities and behavioral styles, uh, which are uh, good pieces of information uh, that that in particular that feed well into trying to. Uh, move from not understanding two parts of your existence, understanding self, but also then also understanding the people you have to deal with day to day.
2: Yeah. And I think we can take it even a step further because when we do leadership programs, even down to the foreman level, we talk a lot about nutrition and stress and sleep and exercise Mm -hmm. and what drugs are you taking over the counter otherwise and how does does that affect performance and maybe safety. And so we're starting to have those discussions. And what we're finding is these people are highly stressed. I mean, they, they work really physically demanding jobs and long hours and they, they're not sleeping well. And you know sleep can cause accidents and it also can lapse into if you get into insomnia depression anxiety and those kinds of mental health issues mm-hmm. so we really focus on creating a the best version of that human uh, that that he can or she can create mm-hmm. Uh, And and that includes all of those things. And and we didn't do that because we're really smart and magical. (laughs) We did it because most of our programs include a bunch of middle-aged men. And when we said, hey, what do you want to work on this year? Probably 80, 90% of them said, you know what? I want to lose some weight. I want to start eating better. I want to manage my stress better. I'm not sleeping well. Mm -hmm. You know, They were having all these health and other related kinds of issues. So that's what we we gave them what they asked for and and now it's becoming really vitally important because of all the mental health stuff and suicide prevention and uh, a lot of that has to do with lifestyle choices mm-hmm. and teaching them about what those choices mean and the con- and there's a consequence to those choices mm-hmm. so teach them what those consequences are and then Educate them to make some better choices for them as humans. And and guess what? They're better human beings. They're going to be better employees. They're going to be more productive. They're going to have longevity. They're not going to develop some autoimmune disease over time. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: That's where we're, we're really wanting to get at. And guess what? That comes right down to, I care about you so much. I want you to be a healthy, happy, productive human being and retire from this industry full of health Mm -hmm. and not broken down and, and debilitated with a bunch of injuries.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, uh, the other thought that comes into my mind is I'm, I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, uh, alpha males, uh, alpha males. Uh, what about, what about women? What about women?
2: Well, there are alpha women, to <laughs> There are alpha women as well. I, I've worked with several superintendents, women superintendents. Um, but see, here's the thing. I, I think that w- when you look at the industry as a whole, we've moved toward this more collaborative project delivery. We've got IPD, we've got uh, lean, we've got ILPD, we've got design build, design assist, CM at risk. They're all more collaborative project delivery. And yet we haven't really, we're kind of behind, as you know, on those soft skills and the people skills to be able to really do those in a, in a, in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about women. Now, this is, this is a gender stereotype, but it's true. And just from the data, I've got a graph of the emotional intelligence for men, 265 men and, and 65 women and The women have higher interpersonal things, higher self-awareness, higher relationship skills, higher empathy skills. And those are the skills we need for these kinds of collaborative project delivery. Mm -hmm. And so I, I I please women don't leave, don't give up on us. (laughs) Don't leave the industry before we have a chance to make it your industry as well. And we're, we're really making some good progress there, but we have a ways to go.
1: Yeah. How far, how far away? (laughs) Oh man. It's, it's, it's like,
2: I don't know. Yeah. I think a, a lot of folks are going to have to retire mm-hmm. or leave, you know, uh, and I think the, the younger generations coming up embrace these concepts a lot more readily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a, maybe one more generation before we can really have a totally inclusive uh, open, where everybody feels like they belong and they can bring their best self to work every day.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but I th- but we're talking about it and we're making inroads to to accomplish that, and, and we're we're really starting to embrace it. Whereas you know, 20 years ago, that would have just been irrelevant.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, yeah. So
2: we're getting better, but we we have a ways to go. I, I think it's going to be a, another 10. 15, 20 years before that's all, before we don't even have to think about it, talk about it, or mention things like, what about the women or people of color? It's just going to be, it's just going to be who we are. Yeah. A diverse, inclusive, where people feel like they, they belong and they can show up. Yeah. That's, that's the ultimate thing that we, I I really think we can attain. It's going to take a lot of hard work, but when we get there, then this stuff we're talking about today will become a lot less relevant because it'll just be how we work.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I know you, that you that you observe uh, all the things that are going on in different parts of the industry and different aspects of, of being the construction industry. Uh, and, and one of those is to, to deal with uh, the challenge of uh, finding recruiting, uh, developing and retaining uh, yeah. personnel. Uh, I heard of, I heard a talk that was really more about uh, about the about an economic outlook, and one of the statements that was made by the the speaker, a really bright young guy from a very well established firm that you and I both know well. Um, he said, you know, one of the things that people that people talk about a lot is the labor shortage uh, as as a as a problem in the construction industry. Um, there is no labor shortage. This, was, this is what he, basically what he said. There is no labor shortage. This is just a feature of our industry, is that you, 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 in good times you have everything you need, and in complex times you don't. Uh, and if you're, if you're shutting down or minimizing your focus on, on uh, being more creative about building the feeder lifeline— uh, from, uh, the population as it, as it matures from grammar schools through high school into post-secondary education, uh, that's going to continue to create problems for you in getting people. What are your thoughts right. about that?
2: Well, I, you know, I, I always, I don't know why this is such a shock, uh, especially in the trades. You know, you, if you treat people poorly over a long period of time, I think they're going to get, get fed up and, and, do something else. Mm-hmm. And so I think, again, it's about caring for those people, reaching out, uh, showing the love, making their lives better, uh, and, and really showing people that this is an industry that cares about people. I, I think we've we sort of lost that sense of that mm-hmm. over the past probably 10 or 15 years that they became commoditized in some way. hmm and so I think we're, we're getting back to that. It, it really is about humans building projects and we have to start showing that we care about those humans. And, and, and again, I always tell people if you make someone's life better, they're probably going to stick around mm-hmm. to your company and to the industry. If they feel like they're being taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think there's a two prong approach though. I think there's a, there's another side of this where we lament that we don't have skilled labor instead of designing more projects where you don't need as much skilled labor mm. and so I think we could do that as well and there's all kind of robotics and you know things that build walls now and <laughs> robots mm-hmm. and I mean we're going in that direction but that's that's going to be years before that's viable so I think for now uh, it's about can we design a a project where we don't need quite as much skilled labor and then we can get the labor in there and train them to use whatever this new technology or whatever we've we've come up with
3: Mm -hmm. uh,
2: and, and give them a really good job with good benefits and vacation and healthcare and all the things that people want. And, and guess what, if they, if we don't give it to them in this industry or at these companies, they can get it elsewhere. Yeah. There's other industries that have all of those things and, and work in a clean environment and mm-hmm. they care about their employees and they really um, make their employees paramount, number one. Sure. And I think we've lost that yeah. in this industry for now.
1: I, yeah. I, and, I, and I agree with that as well. And also say that, you know, and it's it's made its way into federal legislation, you know, the term apprentice or apprenticeships. You know, top of mind, the first thing that that you and I think about when we hear the word apprenticeship is we 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 hear uh, tradespeople being taught the basics, mm-hmm. put on the payroll of a contractor where they learn most of what they learn in the field on the job, and that's mm-hmm. so that's what that's what I think when I hear apprenticeship, but it's now being applied to a variety of categories of 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 job title across industries. Uh, hmm. so so, in a sense it's you know we 're getting it's we're getting diluted a little bit um but but my my bigger point is that one of the things that 's still not sufficiently uh ingrained in the apprenticeship model uh, and again, this is my my way of saying i don 't know if it's unique or or, or if it 's something I can copyright or trademark hmm. Um, hmm. but but I talk about again the idea of an apprenticeship should be to, to for for a person to be able to learn from more experienced people uh the essential Uh, aspects of the job that they are the apprentice for uh, and also uh, to teach them the skills they need to be able to be someone who's good to, to work with, uh, or good to be supervised or eventually mm. a good person to work with and those those have nothing to do with with the tool uh you know with the materials with the methods exactly. have nothing to do with that at all uh and that's still not a you know a, an an active enough part of develop. even something as basic and and I and I I get on this this soapbox quite a bit, a bit as we we failed on when when people hear the term soft skills which is, you know, which is, you know, my mm-hmm. thing, uh, other people as well, but I kind of, I kind of like the idea. Um, but when we talk mm-hmm. about soft skills, they, 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 they think about communication immediately. You know, some mm-hmm. people think that they're synonymous. When you say soft skills, right, what you're talking about is communication, you know, and, and what I, what I remind people of that you understand well, and probably remind them in the same way I do. And that is, you know, communication is a skill, certainly. And it's one that, that uh, every person uh, can improve upon, Uh, And there are different methods of communication and different reasons to communicate, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, But communication is vitally important for you to be able to let people know what your qualities are by virtue of what you say and then also by virtue of what you do. Uh, And and on the flip side, you as the listener— uh, listen to what that uh, that person says, whether it's a recruiter, uh, whether it's a, a foreman, a superintendent, a company president, a politician, whatever it is and you you listen, but you also look to see if what they say and what they do are supportive of each other.
2: You bet it, it's um it's so vital, and yet, like you said, some people reject that as really not as relevant, but think I always give this example think about the best project you've ever been on. What were the relationships like? Probably pretty decent, you know. People say, "Oh, almost like friendships," and then I say, "Okay, think of the worst project you've ever been on. What were the relationships like?" And and to to dovetail off your what you said about what was the communication like, mm-hmm. right? That's always bad. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always a negative. Nobody ever says, "You know what?" That was the best project ever. And I really hated everybody on right. that, but it was so good a project. Nobody yeah. those there is a huge correlation there. In fact, I think Penn State's done some studies about project delivery and those team dynamics. And those are those are leading indicators of project success, not just a yeah. nice to have. I think it'd be good if we could, you know, have a good team. They are they are part and partial to successful projects.
1: Yeah. You and I speak with a lot of energy and enthusiasm and commitment to the ideas that we talk about. I'm amazed sometimes that people just kind of yawn at the idea of it's really important for you to make sure as you interact with someone else that the two of you understand each other. Yeah. Even if it's something as simple as getting a, an instruction from your supervisor and they issue the instruction and they said, do you understand? And you said, well, yeah, of course. Then you walk away and you're trying to figure out. Well, I have no idea what that guy just said. Right, exactly. You know? So what happens to me on the receiving end of what I didn't understand is I'm in trouble. I got a problem. I'm right. either going to make something up or I'm going to do something wrong. And you know, and we love that word in our industry. This is called human rework. You know, that's right.
2: There's a great story I tell about a supervisor who said to me. I was coaching him, and he said, this assistant project manager refuses to give me these reports. I've asked for him a dozen times, and he just won't give them to me. I said, really? Wow, that's weird. Like, why do you think he won't give them to you? He said, I have no idea. I said, do you think he knows how to do those reports? He said, he damn well better know if he wants to be a project manager. (laughs) I said, I think we just found the problem. Yeah. So I said, why don't you go ask him? And if he doesn't know, he's probably going to tell you, I don't know how to do that. And then you can coach him and mentor him and teach him how to do it. And it'll be fine. And he came back to me and said, that's exactly what it was, you know? So that was a communication thing. But also think about this. That's what I told him to think about. Think about your leadership style that prevented him from saying to you, I don't know how to do this report. Right,
1: right. Which, oh, by the way, means that that leader needs to take a look at themselves and realize that they do not possess or do not practice certain qualities, also known as soft skills, right. that encourage a certain type of behavior in their subordinates. Yep. It's never about just one person. And if you're the leader, you know, again, one of the things I said a, a talk I gave before the pandemic, and I don't know why it just comes to the top of my mind, but I said, you know, leaders don't talk about leadership. They just lead. Right. And if they're a good to great leader, they know what that means. They know what leading is. They know that leading is not just telling people what to do. Right. It's not about just giving directions or controlling people. It's about influencing people to understand what your view is, to understand what your vision is for this project or this company or this industry, whatever it is.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I agree with that a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So I have two things I need to mention to you. Number one is that on recording, I'm going to invite you back for another interview in a few months. Great. Because I I have more things that I want to talk about. And in the interest of something that was told to me to to make this podcast interesting to more people rather than not is to keep it to 30 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. That's a drive from the house to the job site or the office or what have you. And so I want to honor that. So I'll ask you the last question based on this really fast conversation, which I loved every minute of. Any other thoughts you'd like to share with our audience? Well,
2: you know, I'd like to give a gift to the audience. And it's just a lot of really cool little resources. And there's an emotional intelligence test. And there's uh, something called the body battery inventory. There's something called the four quadrants, which connect people at the beginning of projects. There's the tough guy survival kit, second edition. I mean, there's lots of things on this and it's just brentdarnell.com forward slash resources. And you can download all those things for free.
1: Good. That's wonderful to do that. And it'll be in the show notes. So it will be in what people see. So thank you for that gift. Sure. I look forward to seeing you again. And I just want to say how grateful I am that you shared your time and your wisdom with me.
2: Thank you, Dennis. I'm honored to be here and I love what you're doing and anything I can do to help you or help the industry, you know, I'm ready to get
1: going. Thanks, Brian.
0: Thanks for joining us today for this episode of the Softest Steel podcast with your host, Dennis Duran. Dennis is the author of Softest Steel and a leading speaker and trainer for organizations across many industries and verticals. To learn more about the work Dennis is doing to activate soft skills in the workplace, contact him at dennisdurandspeaking.com. Be sure to check out his book, Soft as Steel, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you'd like to get your podcasts. And please remember to share this episode with your friends, colleagues, and anyone you feel would benefit from the conversation. We'll see you next time on the Softest Steel Podcast with Dennis Duran.
3: Produced by Audovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.